Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food, Christmas edition. First, did you hear about all the new candy cane flavors coming out this year? Girl Scout, Thin Mint, and Twinkie flavored candy canes uh, may be in your stocking this year. Second, do you like those Pepperidge Farm Milano cookies? You ever eat those in your family, Kev? Oh, I thought you did. Well, they created a new flavor for Christmas hazelnut hot cocoa Milano cookies. Mm. Sounds like something because your girls all love Nutella. I thought, oh, they're going to love those. And finally, in the world of food, Christmas edition, General Mills created a new Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cereal. You know, based on the classic movie, it features hot cocoa-flavored reindeer cereal with marshmallows in the shapes of Rudolph's red nose, a blue elf, elf hat, and green holiday trees. And no reindeer were harmed. No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> the reindeer, reindeer cereal. I'm glad we can report that today. <laughs> you know how you sometimes when people are going through something really tough, you try to ease their pain a little bit, lighten the load a little bit? I tried to do that for someone the other night. I think it worked. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So have you ever uh, tried to just lighten somebody's load a little bit? You know they're going through a tough time and you're like, what can I do to lift their spirits, lighten the load of life? And so the other night I decided my sister um, has just been going through a lot with raising teenage daughters, Oof. if you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a challenging place to be. And so I was like, I got to do something special. Like she's just going through a lot. So I had them over. Uh, for dinner and I cooked for them and normally me and my sister have a long-standing rule that we don't cook for each other because we just want when we get together to be super relaxing and chill okay. so we're like what are you in the mood for this time do you want to get pick up a pizza do you want to get Cuban bowls from this place and mm-hmm. and I said no believe it or not I'm going to cook for you and she's like what and so um, I got a text the next day and I think it was mission accomplished she said thank you so much for the delicious yummy Italian feast It was so, so good. I felt the love in every bite. Tonight was so nice and relaxing. Thanks for the way you love us and the the kind, encouraging words. Um, Glenn and I just really tried to build them up in their parenting skills because we think they're awesome parents. But sometimes... When things are Sometimes tough, your kids don't reflect you can that. think, yeah. That is, so I made uh, I made homemade meatballs and uh, homemade from scratch pesto mm. on bow tie pasta, farfalle. Oh, nice! And a salad and bread, and I roasted a whole bulb of garlic in the oven. Ooh. So it was roasted garlic on our bread with butter. Yeah. So yeah, and oh, then the house oh, smelled great. And I did. Oh. It smelled really good. And then I I cheated on dessert. I bought the dessert. I got some tiramisu. No problem with Which that. Which was delish. No problem with that. My wife tried to make tiramisu once. I've made it. It's yeah. good. It's We've just bought it ever consuming. since. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's so time consuming. So can you go mama bear even when you're not a mom? I kind of did that when I was mountain biking the other day, and it was in defense of another mom. Hmm. I'll tell you what I did in just a minute. Either I went mama bear when I'm not even a mom or I'm turning into a Geico commercial because uh, this is what happened when I was mountain biking the other day. I got behind a family, a mom, dad, and a little boy. And dad was in the in the rear. He was closest to me when I stopped. And mom and had gone up this hill. And I watched the whole thing happen. A tree branch got caught in her ponytail. And she went to go kind of like, just like, what is that? And get it out. And it whacked her son in the face, little eight-year-old. And he's like, he was indignant. 
he was, mom, mom. And he's on the floor and he's just like so mad. And the dad just looked at me and he goes, ride her down. (laughs) I said, I'm so sorry. So I was just sipping some water, waiting for the whole scenario to work its way out because I couldn't get past. The, The trail was clogged. And finally, they kind of all, you know, little boy got his bike up. Mom got, she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. And when I rode by, finally, I said to the little boy, I said, for what it's worth, I saw the whole thing happen. It was just an accident. And your mom would never hurt you on purpose. (laughs) So I kind of went mama bear in defense of the mom who the son was just like, how dare you hurt me, Mama? And it was totally a mistake. She didn't know what was caught in her ponytail. Seeing how, seeing how the kid behaved, you should have saved the comforting words for Mom and been like, he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Obviously from his reaction. <laughs> he deserved that would have been it. hilarious. It didn't even cross my mind. If you didn't do it, I was gonna. I felt so bad for that mom. She was just crushed. Uh, you're sharing about uh, giving some words of encouragement to that mom while you're out mountain biking. Yeah. Uh, I did the same thing the other day. I was I was out riding my road bike, and it was on a road that goes up a, a really steep climb, up this really tall hill. Um, and you see people hiking there all the time. There's uh, always moms and their kids out. And occasionally you'll see a mom whose kid has given up, and mom is carrying the kid. And the other day there was a, a child being carried that, was probably past the you must be this tall to get on this ride. Yeah. <laughs> he big. was past that, right? Mom mom shouldn't have been carrying him. And I said to her, I was like, Wow, you get the mom of the year award. And she goes, I already told him this is the last time I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Smart mom. <laughs> yeah, but there oh. does come a point, kid, where you just gotta you're gonna have to do this last quarter mile by yourself. Mom's not carrying you anymore. Hey, when was the last time you felt like someone was judging you? Men got super raw and honest and revealed the things they wish they could stop being judged for. Everything Mm. from simple things like getting teased for having hobbies like gardening or baking uh, to big stuff like being judged for taking their full paternity leave at work after their child was born. Mm. Other stuff they're tired of being judged for being short or bald or showing or not showing enough emotion being teased for having a midlife crisis. If you get a new car, new clothes and more. So wow. that was interesting. I, I did not know that about guys, and I learned a lot from that. Sounds like uh, those guys are more in touch with their feelings than we're given credit for, too. We're people. We have feelings. We have hearts. Yeah, I mean, t- if you go to Shanti Feldhan, <laughs> yeah. and she studied, I mean, research what, what men are really thinking, because she was trying to write a novel and she tried to start saying, "What? what's this guy thinking right at this moment? She's like, I realized I don't know what he's thinking. I better, I need to use all my research capabilities and find out. Coming up that time, a friend was there for you right when you needed them. This is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. You know that feeling when a friend is there for you right when you needed them? And it's the best, isn't it? Check this out. One day at tennis practice, 18-year-old Drew suddenly passed out. His teammate and friend Jake jumped into action, started performing CPR on him, Mm. while a coach, Jesse, rushed to get a defibrillator to jumpstart his heart. Their quick action pretty much is what saved his life. It's been a long road to recovery, but Drew is back playing sports. 
And he's grateful his friend and his coach saved his life. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. So when you're a kid or, or when you have kids, spills, you know, drinks getting spilled, that's a part of everyday existence, right? But at a certain point, your kids grow up and you outgrow that, right? You outgrow spilling or getting spilled on. So my wife and I went out the other night and she got something spilled on her. And it was comical the way it played out. She handled it great. But I want to know if something like this has happened to you. We'll talk about it next. So this is a pretty funny story from the other night, Taylor. Um, And it's about getting stuff spilled on you. And it's also a bit of like uh, instant karma. (laughs) Like, you know, when when something happens and, and then a few minutes later it happens to you. Here's the deal. My wife and I went out. We went to a hockey game. And on the way there, we sat down in the car. We're in our driveway, and I went to put my... I had just opened the uh, can of soda, and I put it in the little drink holder, and there was too much in it. It sprayed up. Ooh. And it got all over me. And I was like, oh, man, I'm such a slob. And my wife is like, come on. We're going to a hockey game. It's not that big a deal. No one's going to notice. Right. All right, fine. So we go to the game. I think it's in the second period, and a big play happens, and everyone goes, Yeah! And the guy, a guy was coming down the steps right next to my wife, spilled his Coke all over her. <gasps> all Poor over Tracy. her. And she's like, man. And he, oh, and he didn't stop, say, I'm sorry. No, nothing. He just kept going. We think he probably didn't know. Because, I mean, it was so blatant that he just kept going. But anyhow, she started getting a little frustrated, a little mad at it. And I was like, honey. It's a hockey game. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> oh, you. You are a risky, risky man. Was it a very icy rest of the hockey game? No, fortunately, she saw the humor in that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was like, man, not, not an hour later. Almost instantly, it was coming back to haunt Tracy, which she had, you know, she had said, oh, come on. That's it's not that big. You were going to a hockey game like anyone's going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Hey, have you heard about the latest factor that's created a mini baby boom? So many things can create one, you know, from a blizzard to a blackout to, to a, a hurricane. Pandemic. But the latest, <laughs> more women working from home. That combined with the stimulus check money that made people feel more economically secure and therefore like, hey, yeah, come on, let's start a baby, let's start a family. Uh, It was most pronounced for first births for women under the age of 25, Mm. which suggests the pandemic led some women to start their families earlier. That's according to a new study that claims the increase in births reversed two years of declining fertility here in the United States. that's That's interesting. So if you're going for a job interview, these are four things that bosses and CEOs say they like an employee. So you got the inside scoop. You can incorporate this. You know, like what are some what are some things that you bring to the table? You can say something other than I'm a people person, right? Like everybody always says. Um, here are the four. Here are the four things. Uh, instead of presenting problems, people come up with solutions. So when they ask, you know, like, what kind of employer? You might say, like, I'm, a real pro- I'm a problem solver. I'm never going to come to you with a problem that I don't see a, a solution with. The, my, the manager's going to sit there and go, you're, you're my gal. You're my guy. <laughs> Thank you. I want that. Okay. Uh, listening skills. I'm a really good listener. Bringing other things to the table other than uh, the skill, skills from that uh, particular business. Like, suppose, I don't know. You're applying for a job as a plumber, 
and you've worked as a carpet installer, you might say like, oh, I really learned a lot about customer service from being a carpet installer. I'm going to be, I really do well with people when they're, you know, when they're stressed about how long the job's going to take. I've really learned a lot about how to, how to talk people off the ledge. Can I guess the fourth one? You can guess the fourth one. Sure. It's got to be work ethic, hard worker. Kind of, kind of, yes. And that'll really set you apart nowadays where people are, you know, quiet quitting and doing just enough to get by. The last one is willing to take on assignments that no one else wants. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So if you, Mm -hmm. if you A, say it and then B, actually do it yeah <laughs> you'll be super super valuable but maybe you know you can you can use those four things in a job interview use them on the front end and that'll really set you apart from other candidates yeah, it's a good right? idea also another tip for you i heard a financial guy just the other day say that there are thousands and thousands of federal jobs just sitting unfilled hmm. and my uh, sister-in-law happens to work she's a clerk in a probation court a probation office for the federal government, and her pension is going to come in very handy. Most people, most companies, there's no such thing as a pension nowadays, mm. but you work for the there federal government. As a parent, do you ever fit in any time for yourself, ever? <laughs> Coming up, the top ways moms and dads make it work. Hey, being a parent is one of the most selfless things you can do. You know that already. So when do you get a minute to recharge your batteries so you can be there for your kids? When they move out? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They ask moms and dads what they do. And get this, six in ten parents admit they escape... Bathroom. To the bathroom. (laughs) Other top answers, exercising, catching up with friends when kids aren't around, a relaxing bath, sleeping, going for a walk, reading a book and watching TV. Now, here's the deal, parents. Sleeping and exercise, those are necessities. Those are not like, oh, I did something wonderful for myself. Taking a nap, though, is sleep, and that is doing something wonderful for yourself. Yes, there you go, a nap. I love when I hear about some of um, our friends who are couples, and they strategically give each other breaks, like my mm. friend Jamie. Mm. Uh, her husband would take, uh, give her a break, and she he would make sure he was with the three kids, and she would go see a movie all by herself every once in a while on a Sunday afternoon. And sit there the whole time thinking, the kids would love this. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about where you go, mom, where you go, dad, or what do you do to get you know a couple of minutes to yourself with your busy schedule and the kids and everything going on. I, it brought back a memory of me of going to soccer practice um, with my son. And sometimes he'd have the later practice because he was on an older team. So it'd be like seven o'clock or nine o'clock and we're out there. And the moms who would go, they were past the age of needing to watch every second of their kids practice, right? They would uh, walk laps around the, uh, around the soccer fields and they'd have, you know, like little chat time and some exercise. They'd fit it in while their kid was doing something else. So how do you fit in time for you? We're talking about moms and dads trying to get a little time for themselves, you know, away from the kids, away from the to-do list. Where is your go-to place to get a little me time? Oh, oh, well, you know, uh, the Target. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, Mama has to run some errands to the Target sometimes. Right. Um, And there happens to be a chance to get coffee on the way in, right? Well, no, there's there's a Starbucks in Target, so it's beautiful. (laughs) And you wind up getting the Starbucks and then just kind of cruising the aisle with uh, nothing yes. really to buy, just wandering around? No, no, no. See, what happens with Target is you let Target tell you what you need. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Chick-fil-A. It's kind of like the Lord's chicken. It, you know, if, if you get the wrong order, it's the wrong order, but the 
Lord knew you needed it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of how Target is. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So we'll look for you roaming the aisles of Target real soon. Yes. <laughs> We're talking about where do you go to get a little me time you know, away from the kids and the to-do list and everything else. And, Six uh, in 10 parents say it's the bathroom. <laughs> my wife and I had, we have four kids. So there, there was, there was a lot going on in, in our house and I got to give it to my wife. I can't remember a time where she actually said, I need a break. I need some me time. I mean, she was maybe she was like superhero mom, but I would get that break almost every day. I would go from work to either the gym or ride my bike and I'd get a little time away from work, away from the kids, away from responsibilities and everything else. But she was stay at home mom. She she's committed. She's making up for it now. <laughs> the kids are grown and definitely embracing the uh, empty nester lifestyle. But um, yeah, I just I just don't remember. And it probably would have been better for her mm-hmm. if she would have taken some some time and said, like, no, I need a break. Yeah, but the she, only time I can picture my mom doing that is, like, finally when most of us were out of the house, yeah. she started walking with a friend from church mm-hmm. a couple mornings a week. But other than that, my mom was just like that. She just, like, so dedicated, well, such a hard worker. Again, it wasn't just dedication, but she looked at, no, well, my, my fun time is with them. I don't want to be away from them to have fun. I want to have fun with them and do stuff with them. and then with me too and and i got it when we would go out on date nights we would talk about the kids <laughs> that's, yep. that's what we would do here's your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day good news. can you imagine being this mom her name's alba she lives in syria and she has seven children two mm. daughters five sons between the ages of five and 16 well, if that isn't a challenging life as a mom enough as it is, her husband split and she's left to try to feed these kids in an area that is completely riddled with drought. I wow. mean, it's so hard. She's tried mm. to grow a few things in her garden. It's impossible. Enter Samaritan's Purse. This mm. is so cool. They came in and taught Alba how to farm. Yeah. And they gave her the seeds. They taught her how to put in an irrigation system. They come check on her every week. And she said, this is a mom of seven, keep mm-hmm. in mind, when she is out in her field working, she said she feels so relaxed. She <laughs> said if she could spend no all kidding. her time out there gardening and growing things, she would. But she's probably so relaxed because she knows she can feed her seven children. What I love about that story is, that, yes, I'm grateful that they have a way to survive now, but also she's feeling God's love through Samaritan's Purse. Yes. And if you want to hear more about the great stories of people they help, just go to SamaritansPurse.org. That's SamaritansPurse.org. Coming up, did you hear about the teenager from the United States who made history the other day? Did you hear about the teenager from the United States who made history the other day? The 17-year-old figure skater landed the second ever quadruple axle in a competition with not so much as a wobble. I watched it like five times. And I'm yeah. like... How did he do that? Like, I can't even count him. He's going so fast. I think you've done that falling off your mountain bike, just not on purpose. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, you know, this is how much I love you guys. I listened to YouTube videos on how to say his name over and over and over last night. Do I remember now? No. Uh, it's. I think it's Elia Mal- Malinin. He became mm. the youngest men's champion in the history of the Grand Prix event. Wow. What's wild that morning, he didn't even know if he would attempt the jump or not, and he ended up winning gold. No kidding. Wow. Good Way for to go. him. Good for him. Okay, so we're, we're all really good friends here. We can talk about sensitive subjects, right? Let's no. talk about this <laughs> this idea 
and push that Taylor has every year about this time to make trick or treat on Saturday. The last Saturday of October. Yes. Since the last Saturday is coming up. I'm adamantly against this. I think it's a brilliant idea. And your I don't thoughts, understand why people aren't on your like, thoughts the bandwagon. On this and, and maybe your neighborhood is doing it this year. What What's going on with you guys? Are you doing it on Saturday in your neighborhood? Or is it going to be the tradition stands and you do it on a weeknight? So, no matter what you call it at your house, trick-or-treat, All Hallows Eve, Halloween. Ooh, he said the H word. No matter what you call it at your house, it traditionally has fallen. On October 31st every year, right? That's the day. And it's on a Monday this year. No matter where it falls in the week, that is the day. Taylor Scott is at the forefront of this push to try to make it the last Saturday in October. Yeah, every year. And it'll be easier on parents. They don't have to rush home and get their kids in the costumes. They can... uh, eat a healthy dinner earlier in the day and then get them out trick-or-treating and then the Sunday school teachers do have to deal with them at church the next day, Mm -hmm. but teachers don't have to. Only Sunday school teachers. Because I am largely a traditionalist, I am dead set against this. It's just wrong. Don't ask me for the reasons why. It's self-evident. It's a brilliant idea. It's wrong. No, there are some things that you make exceptions for, and this is one of them. It's a. It is not a a holiday that should be every last Saturday of October. No, it's October thirty-first. Period. Never to be changed. Let's move on with our lives. However, you start throwing HOAs into the mix, and it's bedlam. Like in our neighborhood, they're doing the traditional uh, trick-or-treat, Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, whatever you call it, party. They're doing it on Saturday night. Yes! Instead See? of... It's sweeping the nation. I'm refusing to participate. Our house will be dark. We will not be handing out candy. Don't knock on my door. So they're supposed to go to the party like at the clubhouse and then everyone's supposed to trick-or-treat on Saturday? Um, I guess. I don't know. There's It's bedlam. That's what I'm saying. This is cause, it's causing chaos. No, you should not turn off your lights. No, I, we're probably going to go out. It's uh, the one I'm, time of the year to be the welcoming family and be kind and caring and people are coming to you. Which we will do on Monday. When no one in your neighborhood The traditional day. Okay. So what do you think? Is your is your homeowners association or neighborhood doing something weird and creepy like that, switching it to Saturday? It is. It's just wrong. Are they switching it to Saturday this year rather than Lots of trunk or treats at churches are on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Which is again wrong. No. Just brilliant. (laughs) Amy, it's Kevin and Taylor. Tell me you're not one of those people like Taylor and you've lost your mind and you think that Saturday, the last Saturday of every every October should be trick or treat. No. Our neighborhood association tried that one year, and it just made us have two Halloween confusion, so right? Had, Chaos, and then you have to buy yep. double the candy. Chaos in the streets. See, it right. needs to be universal. Absolutely. I guess we got to start with Congress. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. that, getting the government well, involved always makes everything better. You know, because things are so get, going so well with getting rid of daylight saving. So. Yeah. Well, in our neighborhood, we have. At my house, I have about 600 trick-or-treaters. So we don't even go inside. We just sit on the porch and hand out candy wow. all night. That's what we do. So That's what we do. Doubling it is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I say keep it on Halloween. That's when everybody expects it. And that's yeah. what we should go with. 